All right, Dave Haley, Justin McIsaac, we're back for three up, three down, the NHSportsPage.com weekly podcast. And this week brought to us by Adrenaline Fundraising, right, Dave? I'm in uh, Tilton right now. It's a fun little game. You can try to guess which small New Hampshire town I'm in from day to day. But uh, actually doing, shout out to the Franklin baseball team. I'm getting their card. Mason Roberts and the boys uh, getting their card ready for spring. So anybody out there, I've been meeting with a lot of youth organizations for fundraising. So even if they're winter organizations and you still need money, we can do a 10-day fundraiser for anybody. And we are loading up for the spring, which is pretty much our busiest time of the year. So any organizations out there, youth on up, um, even uh, we've been talking to travel basketball teams to raise money for them. Uh, reach out to me either through Twitter or Dave Haley at nhsportspage.com and, uh, and let me know. We'll, we'll take really good care of you. I can talk to you, sit down with you. If you have any complaints about that your child is not being talked about enough, on nhsportsbase.com, give Justin McIsaac an email. Justin, can you give everyone your email? Uh, actually, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Pete Terrier. That's how you find me. <laughs> That's an interesting name you came up with. Came uh, up with that. It's unique, yeah. So, yeah, just send me all your hate tweets, at Pete Terrier. There you go. The worst part of that is Pete would answer these people with 4,000-word <laughs> responses. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. <laughs> Good grief. All right, so uh, three up and three down, and we got games coming up uh Tomorrow night, we had some games on Tuesday night. Uh, let's let's lead off with you, Dave Haley. Who you got for your first team up? I got the Southeastern Sabres. They are up. The, excuse and, me, uh, the Dancing Sabres. The Dancing Southeastern Sabres. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Obviously, in the locker room, I went in there, and uh, Khaled Nazir, who, by the way, is one of my favorite new players, he's like, are you going to do the whole team? And I'm like, yeah, that's what we do. He's like, awesome. And then they got <laughs> obviously quite into it, but uh, – Really good road win at Cole Brown. That's a very difficult place to win. Um, and then they followed that up with a win over Hollis Brookline on Tuesday. I previewed their game today on Friday. They're playing Pembroke, uh, which is just a terrific game. So two teams uh, near or at the top of the D2 standings. Uh, D2 is uh, Dave Fosher, the head coach, the, the one-year head coach for Lebanon, former head coach of Dartmouth, just a terrific coach and a, a better guy. We, we kind of summed it up talking. I said, there are a lot of good teams in D2, and there are no great teams in D2. So I, I think, wouldn't you agree that D2 is looking like the Banana Land tournament this year for us? Yeah, I think I, said, I think I said that early on in the season. Yeah, you got one, two, three, four teams with one loss, and then two, four, five teams with two losses. So it's really jam-packed. And the, the, these games in January could decide who gets a home game in the in the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get those top eight seed. But, but uh, as for Sauhegan, Matt McCool, very impressed with him. He's only a sophomore, really good footwork. Um, can stroke it a little bit. Uh, it, it was a real presence around the rim. Uh, Jeff Bame played very well. He had 20 points against Cole Brown. Uh, just kind of a lanky, uh, small forward guard who can shoot it a little bit and is very good getting the hoop. I love Khaled Nazir. Just a, like a glue guy, does everything. He's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Jeff Keyswetter is their point guard. It just kind of does. He reminds me of, uh, remember Cam Thibodeau last year from uh, Oyster River? Yep. He reminds me of him a lot. Just a really solid guard who can shoot it a little bit. And uh, and Peter Pierce does a really good job over there. Um, Trey Johnson's their point guard. is really fast. You remember him from football. Um, but just a fun team. They're playing well, and they're pretty young. And, uh, you know, I think there's a bright future. I think Peter Pierce does a really, really good job over Sauhegan. And uh, he's got a crew to work with this year, and they're off to a really good start. All right. So my first team up is a team that has a huge game. On Friday night, and that you talked about in your uh, Thursday thoughts, the Keen Blackbirds. Keen, oh yeah, Keen going to Winnicott to take on my uh, 
my partner in ska punk rock, Jay uh, McKenna, and that should be uh, that should be a, a banger of a game. Yeah, I mean, I think the wins over Bedford and BG uh, really opened up some eyes. Uh, they haven't had they've had a good uh, like an easier schedule early on. They have played a lot of home games, and but that win at Bedford, I think, really opened up a lot of eyes. I know Mark Elmendorf was impressed by them, and uh, you know Tate Maddie's doing a really good job. Uh, he's a sophomore, so he's KJ's cousin. Um, and, uh, you know, he, apparently it's just in the genes to just be like a pass first, really, really good point guard. Um, and then they got Alex Opsall down low, uh, Noah Kimmer can shoot the ball for them. And they're just solid. They run a lot of different uh, defenses. Kevin Ritter, their coach, was a really good player at Keene State. He's from New York. Really, I think he's doing a great job. He's a real good guy. And, uh, you know, he's doing a nice job mixing it up. And uh, the coaches I talked to just couldn't get comfortable. Yeah, and their I, well, I talked to Jay uh, last week. Uh, you know, I was like, "Hey, yeah, Keen's coming up." I, I'm like, are, "Are they good, or is that an illusion?" He's like, "No, nah, man, they run really good stuff." He's like, "It's." I'm glad we're playing them at home instead of having to go to Keen because yeah, yeah. So that's that should be a good one. Yeah, uh, their schedule is going to get a lot tougher, but I picked them to make the tournament this year, and uh, obviously feeling pretty good about it. They're a team we want to get out and cover. I told Kevin over text him like, "I think we got to go out." I'm going to Keen. We're not doing Keen on the road. I want to go to Keen. Give me an excuse to go to Keene. You've hung out in Keene before. Last last time you were at Keene High School, do you remember when that was? With you? No, no, no. Keene High School, not Keene State. Oh, Keene High School. Uh, oh, that's right. That was Keene State. Keene High School. Timberlane well, broke the there. streak? Yes, I was oh. there. That was Pete. I go out there for fundraising every year. Uh, my buddy Danny Moylan. But, yeah, no, that was uh Timberlane Oh, that was Pete. Broke that's right. Streak. That was me. Remember the kids didn't know how to celebrate at the end of the game because they hadn't won in so long? <laughs> exactly, yes. It was on dead, it made dead span. I think it got like 30,000 views or something like that. So, yeah. There you, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's hear your second team up, Dave Haley. Uh, the theme so far and up is guys I've golfed with. So let's keep it going. Mike Larson and, <laughs> and Pelham. Uh, Pelham with a really good win over Pembroke. Um, they battled Oyster River at home. They lost late in that game. But um, Pelham's been playing really well. Derek Crowley really stepping up. He had 31 points in that win over Pembroke. Uh, Blake Wokel, just a kid who kind of does everything. Cam Loring, we saw them in the Jamboree. They're not a big team, but they just defend. They're scrappy. They can shoot the ball. Uh, Mike does a really good job with them, and I think Pelham is kind of by the week. If you look at them, they're just playing better and better and better, and that's another one of those teams that they're Durham or bust. You know, they, uh, right. they're going to be right in that – that mix of the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals in D2 are going to be, that's the night we want to be out at like two games and you're like nervous that you're, you know, not picking the right ones. Right. You know, as far as the results, because I think they're going to be really, really good. Could be a bloodbath in D2 in those quarterfinals. That should be fun. Um, yeah, no question. Let's see. My second team up, I'm going to go to Division Three, and I'm going to pick, listen to this, the Interlakes Lakers, Dave Haley. We were all oh, no. Yes, we were worried about Mike Rathgaber. He was uh, he had wandered into the woods after losing his first four games. Uh, yeah. Lost to Hopkinton by only a deuce. Lost to Berlin by four. Lost at Guilford by three. Uh, but they've rattled off four straight. So uh, yeah. you know, sometimes you win and then you get good. So maybe that's what's happening for Interlakes. They've they've righted the ship, and they have a huge one with Laconia next week. Laconia, kind of a sneaky underrated team. Got to see them uh, a couple weeks ago. They they're, they're not a bad uh, bad team. Laconia, but Interlakes got it turned around. Yeah, I think so. Their schedule's gotten a lot easier. You know, they've beaten Newfound, they've beaten Moultonboro twice. So I want to see them kind of finish off. If they would beat a team like Laconia, that would be really good. I, I think they're coming. I know they're improving. Mike does a really good job with them. And uh, Eli Swanson is uh, 
you know, he's he's a first team all state player, like end of story. Right. He had a triple double, right. almost a quadruple double, I think, against Moltenboro the other night. Um, he's terrific, and he's doing a really good job of kind of running that offense. Eli Dupigny's a kid who's just like a hustle guy. He's all over the place, kind of throws his body. Um, they got a couple other guys, uh, you know, who kind of are just real solid, like Quinn Taylor. Um, I want to see the Lakers kind of beat quality teams before I'll give them the three up because their schedule has eased up quite a bit. But, you know, the Lakers recent teams are all solid. Like, Winnesquam, like, is not – they're a solid team. And Franklin, they're a solid team. Like, you're going to have to play well to beat those teams. And, uh, and you know, Interlakes has to go through that those guys, uh, you know, and Laconia will be a good test for them. All right, so your third team of three up, three down. Who you got for your third up? This is pretty easy, but uh, they've been the, they're the newest stars of our uh, the players' locker room videos, which I think are coming out. Did you watch those? Did you watch? I have not had a chance play? yet. No, I've been I've been working stupid hours all week, so uh, I have not had a chance. But I'm looking forward to it. Who you got? They're good, and uh, Campbell's coming again. Campbell's on there. The Heller brothers are the next one. The entire team does the interview with them. It's coming next week. Uh, but Campbell, uh, they were my preseason number one, so I'm not surprised. But you got to give them a lot of credit. They beat Conant. They beat Hopkinson. Um, they've been really, really good. Uh, and, and, and just things are coming together really nice under our um, Frank Guinness. He's doing a really good job in his first year over there. The interviews with the kids have been really fun. They have a lot of great personalities on the team. That's one reason I'm really excited about these videos with the locker room members is you're really kind of seeing these kids, like, loosening up and having fun with it. New Market is talking to me that they're going to have four. They have four players in the locker room. They're gonna, they want to do, like, a press conference where they're all answering the questions <laughs> one by one. I, and they're going to have a cameraman do it. I think that's awesome. Like, I want these kids to have fun with these videos. So uh, look for those every Monday at noon. But, uh, yeah, Campbell's been very impressive. Uh, they're playing really well. Jonah Kremis, real solid guard, and Joaquin Heller, Brendan Rice. Uh, Ogre Jr., Carter Vedrani. So they've been they've been really good, and um, they seem to have real good chemistry with this group. And great job in the first year by uh, by Coach Gerginis. All right, yeah, yeah. The more creative, the better. We like to see that. All right, my uh, my third team up. I'm going to go with uh, the defending champs of Division Four, who we thought were kind of going to drop off a bit, but you know, right in there, yeah. they've uh, won five of their last six. The Pittsfield Panthers uh, yeah. coming off a scrappy win against Farmington. Who's uh kind of a uh, Farmington's record's not great, but they're playing a lot better. But let's go with Pittsfield. What did you expect out of them coming into the season, and have they exceeded your expectations? They've exceeded exceeded my expectations, no question. Um, they uh, Jay I said Jay Darrow, you know, kind of he sounded almost like a football coach when I talked to football coaches for the previews. You know, a lot of times you'll because there's so many kids on a football team they'll kind of remark that, well, these kids were the backups last year. Like, they're ready. Like, now it's their time. They want to prove themselves. And that was really the way he described this team. Uh, Dylan Bocas was the only starter returning. Um, but they got a couple of key guys back. Uh, Devin Bendall's a kid who is, is, is back who didn't play last year. He was injured. So um, uh, they've been very impressive. They're taking care of business in that division. It's a division that really is kind of predictable night tonight. But Pittsfield is really – taking care of business, the bad news for people in Pittsfield, and this will this will upset them when I say I, this. I was about truth, to say, go ahead. They're running, they're running into a brick wall on Friday night. Well, so. the juggernaut known as America's team, the Lisbon yeah. Panthers. Two Panthers en- enter, Dave Haley. Only one can one leave. Panther. Only one Panther leaves. And and I think we know that Sam Natty will be like that guy who was seen carrying that horse for three miles on his back. I think you'll see Sam Natty. 
carrying the Panther on his back out of there. And just uh, if I could ever win the lottery, I'm going to hire that guy to be my henchman. I don't don't know if I need one, but, you know, anybody, you know, yells at me about stats or not talking about their kid enough, I can just send that guy who carried a horse for three miles. But they're running into America. When you have a nation against you, It'll be tough on Pittsfield on Friday night. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the weight of the world will be on their shoulders. But uh, my question about the guy carrying the horse, the guy filming that, why didn't he help? <laughs> How are you supposed to help carry a horse? What? Well, one guy did it himself. I'm sure they're gonna, every little bit would help. My goodness. Put the camera down, That's sir. That's true. Yeah, that, that was – and they both survived. And, and a snake bite, the, the thing the size <laughs> of, of a, ho- a garden hose was the thing that almost <laughs> took him out, but – yeah, America's team comes in there. Uh, Sam Natty uh, had a great coaching move against Groves, and he told his kids to come out full-court pressure. They forgot to do it, so they never did pressure. But <laughs> if they remember to do that against Pittsfield and what he tells them, then that, that could be interesting to see if they can well, just kind of remember that. And listen, it's, it's eight minutes in the warm-ups. You tend to forget things. Uh, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's. Will they listen to their coach? Could be the deciding factor. I like it. All right, it's true. It's it's time to hit the three down, uh, and uh, let's start with you, Dave Haley. Who do you got for your first team down? Uh, I would say the Pinkerton Astros Oof. are a team that are down. Uh, they're not losing games. They're getting they're getting worked over, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird to see um, because. You know, they've got the resources over there. And, you know, if you look at the program, Varsity and JV, which I got in the preseason from Brian O'Reilly, their AD and Peter Rosinski, who's, you know, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to talk to. But they've got like 6'4, 6'4, 6'5, 6'4, all over, even the J. I'm talking about the JV team. Like, right. you know, and so for Pinkerton, this, this would be the third consecutive year Pinkerton didn't make the tournament. And that's. Kind of inexplicable for for Pinkerton. It's, it's very surprising. Yeah, and Spalding, who's had a hard time scoring, uh, you know, dropped sixty on him, and it could have been a lot worse. I mean, it was what was it? it was like twenty eight to twelve after the first quarter. So President Cronin, President, President showing Cronin mercy. had mercy, <laughs> showing mercy. Yes. So it could have been yeah. could have been much worse, but uh, yeah, that's that's a good one for your first team. Uh, first team by, down. By the way, by the way, real quick. Uh, did you read today's column with the, the major announcement about the BABC? I know you know about it because you and I are kind of involved in this, but did you see the announcement about the BABC teams that will be playing March 30th? I didn't. I, I skimmed through it while I was uh, producing the show this morning. What, what, do you do anything? I do don't. Do you do anything? You don't? No, you don't. You're not on the site anymore? Uh, I give you the URL. Yeah, could you? What is, is that? NH note? No, it's, it's nhsportspage.com. Yeah, you, you have to have an AOL account to read it. Um, <sighs> okay. But we we're gonna have a, uh, a senior team and an underclassman team. Do you think there's gonna be 12 players in the senior team? Do you think Ari Brakefield gets a spot, or should I just have him as a like an alternate? I what think for your own health and safety, he better have a spot. That's all. I'm not making a threat, but I am kind of making a threat. I guess that's, that's all I'm saying. Yes. He, he has a spot. We're going to be in, in, in inviting players this week. Uh, we got a couple. Of, so far, we're three for three in the kids we've asked, but we're excited about that. So that would be a lot. Obviously, Ari is going to be a key part of that team. So I'm really excited about those games. I think it's be, and you're going to be announcing those games. Yes, so. and we're still, do we have a location? We're still looking for one. We're working on it. We've got a couple. Uh, we'll have one hopefully in the next week or two. Okay, my uh, my first team down, and I hate to do it because I love Tim Goodrich. I'm going to go with Merrimack. They're uh, they've gotten. Yeah. Uh, you know, lost lost to South, got hammered yeah. by Dover, and uh, you know only two wins of the season. What's what's going on with Merrimack? Rebuilding year this they, year? They can't score. They can't score. That's and, that's kind of always been the case, but uh, well, not I guess yeah. not this bad, but just breakdowns defensively. 
I had a really interesting conversation with a college coach that I'm friends with, and he was saying, we were both saying, would Merrimack really benefit from a shot clock, or would Merrimack really be hurt by a shot clock? And I mean year to year, not in 2019. One feeling is that offense, you know, which struggles to score as is, might have trouble getting a quality shot in 35 seconds. But my feeling was the way they bogged the game down, teams would really have a tough time scoring on Merrimack. Right. I think they're like the example of what a shot clock would do in New Hampshire, you know, Merrimack. But, but that's their story. They struggle to score. Some nights they do. Patrick Yudkin kid is, can score. He's six foot four, and But Jared Dyer is a beast, but he's not really a scorer. And Adam Ellis, their point guard, is a, kind of a pass first, very solid point guard. Um, they just struggle to score, and you know they're not losing by much. They just sort of, kind of can't win close games. Yeah, that's uh, it's, it's. I'm sure Coach Cooper should get that turned around sooner rather than later because he's a, a hell of a coach. But uh, yeah, it's uh, tough to see them oh, struggle. Yeah. Always, always love to have Merrimack in the mix. So <laughs> they're not getting they're not getting out coach night tonight. No, that's that. that's uh, for sure. He's, he's. I mean, he's. I mean, if you ask me, I, I one game to win. You know, he'd be one of those coaches I consider happy. He's phenomenal. All right, second team down from you, Dave Haley. Uh, I got to go up north to Kennett. I don't know what's going on to the point where I kind of ask people, I'm like, did Kennett lose somebody? Like, did somebody get injured? And um, I didn't know if somebody, like, you know, fell off a, a rock wall or something like that in front of the school. But they're just not defending. And Kennett was really good at the beginning of the season. They battled Pembroke all the way to the end early in December. It was a really good game. Colby Livingston could really score. But they've been getting killed lately. I mean, they just got blown out by Bishop Brady. Uh, Oyster River really had no problems with it. And kind of battled Oyster River last year. Those were tough games when they played each other. They, they really competed. Lauren Lucas spoke very highly of Kennett last year. Um, but this year, they've, I mean, lately they've just been, they've been losing by nearly 20, 25 points a game. And uh, just surprising because I, I, I hold them in pretty high regard. I think Kent's a pretty good team. Yeah, they give up 80 points to Bishop Brady, 87 to Manchester West. I mean, they, defensively, they got a little bit under control of the Oyster River. They gave up 53, but still lost by 18. Gob Gob is back for Manchester West, so that's huge. He's really, really good. So right. when he's back at West, then all of a sudden West is a team that can outscore people, and um, and that's what they do. Justin Gorham always teaches good offense. So, uh, yeah, West is coming on, which is nice to see. We like it when West is in the picture. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, all right, the team I have, second team down for me. I got to go with Milford, I guess. Uh, I, I, yeah. And I wasn't sure what I expected out of Milford this season, but you know they've lost two straight, dropped one to Kearsarge. That was a Kearsarge team that was kind of uh, struggling a little bit, coming off a loss to Laconia. Lost that one, and then uh, a loss to West. Uh, you know they, they they beat Sauhegan, so we know it's a team with talent. That's their rival. But uh, what what's going on with Milford? I just think it's sort of, you know, they're right in that mix of those teams that should be in the quarterfinals or think they will be. So, I mean, I don't think there are bad losses. The Kier- I would have suspect they would beat Kearsage, but, you know, Kearsage is, you know, I, I pretty Noah Tremblay can score, man, and uh, and Nate, and Camper's a very good coach. So I don't think they've had a bad loss. They're just very small. Milford's really small. And so if you get a team like Kearsage that has size, um, then that can really, like, that can be a very tough matchup for them. They're a team like Littleton. I wrote about Littleton today. Littleton can't guard you in the post, but their defense, the purpose is not to allow you to get the ball in the post right. in the first place. Right. So that's sort of Milford's. If you get it into the post, you're in good shape, but getting it there is not easy. They're just very small. They play hard. Dan Murray runs that run that, that driving kick offense. Um, Dan's a real good coach. Um, they're just not very big. So I just think they're going to be nice that they're going to have trouble. 
Um, they beat Sauhegan, and Sauhegan, I think, is a team that uh, you would think would give them a lot of problems because Sauhegan's got pretty decent size. Um, I just think it's just sort of the ebb and flow of D2, you know, with right. Milford losing. Okay. All right. Uh, so your third team down, Dave Haley. It's, it's actually an entire division. Uh, because <laughs> I was. Wait a minute! I, I, I was, Hold on! Hold on! I asked for one team down here, and you give me what? Eighteen? Come on! No, no, something like twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you why. What did you once call me, the John the Baptist of Division Four? I, I love Division Four. Is like if you had that buddy who had four sons, and you just kind of knew that one of them was his favorite son, but he didn't really <laughs> want to say it for the other three. And then all of a sudden, like at some family gathering, you could see that he was just jumping all over that son and getting on him about everything. You got too much food in your plate and get off the shed or whatever the heck he's yelling at him about. And that's kind of Division Four with me because new readers don't know how much I love Division Four. But I have a hard time picking teams up and teams down because everything's just sort of going to the better teams are beating the worst teams and the worst teams are losing to the better teams. And it's just... There isn't a lot of surprise to me, and it's kind of it's kind of a bummer this year. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very top heavy. You got Littleton, Epping, uh, Newmarket, and then uh, you know Sunapee uh, is you know one loss, but you know we'll see how that goes. Uh, Pittsfield's right there, yeah, but they, af- after that, it falls off a cliff. Yeah, Sunapee's got at Groveton tomorrow night, and then they go uh, Dairyfield next Thursday. They got they get blasted by Newmarket at home, so I just think they've been a product. I think Sunapee's good. But I think they've been a product also of their schedule. Um, we shall see. But it's just been a bummer all the way because I love that division. And the way that we, we are now talking about D2 and that night of quarterfinals, that's the way. I remember D4 going up to Woodsville when they beat Witten Lineborough. And, like, that night Pete did uh, Groveton Sunapee, which was that double overtime ridiculous game right. that Pete is, is openly campaigning to be. In volume two of our greatest games, if that, that, if that game were a person, I think Pete would uh, would marry it. Yeah, no, Pete would like <laughs> send like a Christmas card every year and invite him to concerts and stuff like that if it was a person. But you know, it's just um, it's just been a bummer. It's just sort of everybody, you know, it's it's just it's very top heavy. And then the teams, frankly, from ten down are just not they're not very good from from years. You know, I'll give you an example. Epping's the third best team in the division. I think Epping's pretty good. The Epping team I covered two, three years ago, two years ago, that went up to Groveton, lost in the quarters, had Jackson Rivers, Tommy Bullock, sophomore Hunter Bullock, and Doug Nadeau. That team is 15 points better than this year's Epping team. Wow. That team, they are. That team was like a sixth seed, and this year's Epping team is like clearly a three seed. It's not even close. So – it just goes to show you, like, it's gone downhill. It's, it, the level of play is just way down. It just yeah. is. It, it, things go in ebb and flow. You can blame enrollment. You can blame AAU. You can blame whoever you want to blame. That goes but in it, cycles, it, too, a little bit. I mean, D2 a few years ago, when, when Lebanon, uh, you know, when Portsmouth left Lebanon won the championship, D2 kind of stunk that year, let's be honest, uh, you know, other than Lebanon and, and maybe one or two other teams. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be back sooner rather than later as a division. Yeah, and uh, – yeah, you're absolutely right. It ebbs and flows. But right now, the concern with D4 for me is a lot of these schools are getting so small that there's just not much you can really do. Like right. when Buddy Trask right. has 106 kids in the entire school, not 106 boys, 106 kids in the entire school, and you know, and 
and 20 of them are, or 25 of them are freshmen that, you know, weigh, you know, 78 pounds. Like, how much is he supposed to be able to do? And, you know, and that's across the board at Lisbon and Groton's let, let me ask you this. Can you see a, a, a scenario a few years from now where, uh, you know, some of the smaller schools in basketball have to do what uh, hockey has done, where they have to start co-opting? Like, I, Absolutely. I, 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 there's been, according to Buddy, uh, there's been discussion of Kane and Pittsburgh and Colbert combining. Really? In the future. Yep. So, so you'd have to put yellow jacket wings on that 20-foot Mohawk Indian, and I don't know if he'd be very pleased with that. Let me say this, <laughs> and let me be... Let me be crystal clear. <laughs> unless, you, unless you have, there's one caveat. Unless you have a death wish, you don't touch that Mohawk Indian. I, listen, you I, don't. You don't lay a finger on that mo, and you don't look him in the eye because have you seen Keith Manning in the last two months? I have texted me once. How do I know that he texted me and it wasn't somebody just trying to? Make me think he's still alive. That's I a, haven't seen Keith Maddie since he looked that Mohawk Indian in the eye. That's a great point. And I wasn't volunteering to do it. I was just saying somebody would have to. I wouldn't want that job. No. But somebody no, would not in, all, have in to. all seriousness, yeah, that might be what ha- what ends up happening, especially with some of those North Country teams. You might see some mergers happening. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sounds like Newt and you no know, Newt. I don't think had a softball team last year. I, I, or I a girls basketball team this year. Yeah. Yeah, you're starting to see where they don't have enough. They don't have the numbers to do it, and uh, it's just getting way, way down. And when Groton and Colebrook were ruling that, uh, ruling that division, you know, they had, you know, 200 kids or 250 kids. And, you know, now they're down to like 108 kids, and, uh, you know, you see the difference and stuff like that. So with D4, it's just been tough. I love D4. You know, I'm covering Littleton, White Mountains on Tuesday up at uh, White Mountains, and then, of course, going to the colebrook Groveton game, as I always do, um, on February 2nd. So I love it, but it's just uh, it's just down. And Dairy Field's not what they've been in years past. They're they're having a rare down year. Right. Okay. My uh, my last team down, and this may end a friendship for me. And uh, if if that happens, I apologize. Don't but you, don't, you, don't don't do it. Don't hold do on. It. I'm a broadcast journalist. I have to speak from my heart and uh, and and what the facts are presented in front of me. And the fact is, Dave Haley, the Co Brown Bears are down. They are one and three. And uh, headed to Plymouth, uh, in an, uh, I don't want to call it a must. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that, that score has not been posted. I'm guessing they beat Plymouth, or well, what happened there? But they're headed they beat Plymouth 75-51. Okay, thank you. Uh, they, they're headed to Kearsarge, and they need to win that game for sure on Friday. So uh, You're throwing a must-win game at Cole Brown already? I'm throwing – in this Division two. this is a must-win game, Dave Haley. I'm throwing that at the Cole Brown Bears. You and Jen Chick will not – this is going to be like when Paul McCartney and John Lennon didn't speak to each other for like 10 years or something like that. This is – you and Jen Chick, you've just ruined that relationship. Like you know that. what? I don't – quite frankly, I don't like how she spiked the football after her Co-Brown Bears beat the Spalding girls. I didn't appreciate I that. And maybe that's I influencing my decision, but facts are facts. I knew this was personal. <laughs> it felt personal from the beginning. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I said they're – I mean, the loss of Sanborn was a head-scratcher. Um and uh, but I don't think the loss of South Hegan home is that bad. I think Cobra's pretty good. I don't think they're that great. I, I don't think they're a top eight team this year as D two is constructed. They got Lucas McCuster back, who's really going to help them. They won seventy five fifty one over Plymouth last night. Um, I, Plymouth's I, all football I, players. I, I yeah. hate to be I hate to be Pete Terry here, but McCusker, not McCuster. Oh, McCusker, yeah, McCusker. There. there you go. Well, Pete Terry loves correcting me on pronunciation <laughs> names, so I think that's what gets him out of it. On a cold, cold morning, I think that's what gets him out of bed. But, um, yeah, no, I I wouldn't say they're down, down. I just I think they're 
a 10 and 8 team. That's, they have that look of a 10 and 8 team. Uh, Coach Smith always gets the most out of those Absolutely. guys. And some years I think 10 and 8 is the most you're going to get. And uh, I could be proven wrong. And as we know from these podcasts, people don't listen to anything nice we say. They just try to find the things we don't say that. That we don't say, you know, that they think is negative. So I'm sure that they'll turn that into me. But let's remember for the record that you were the one that said Cope Brown was down, not me. I, I actually said all of Division Four. That I don't recall that, but that's that's fine. That's. <laughs> but there, there you go. There's our three up, three down uh, for this week, and uh, uh, we got get some decent games coming up this weekend. Where where are you headed? Are you headed somewhere? Is Pete headed somewhere? Uh, most importantly, is Lance Legier headed somewhere? Because that's what America wants to know. Sadly, no, because Austin Grass's girlfriend was selfish enough to buy him Celtics tickets for Christmas. So you know, he's going to the Celtics. We're going to have to have a meeting with him, and, and maybe yeah, with her, quite frankly. He's on unpaid leave yes, for <laughs> one, one day, and then I need him back by Tuesday. Um, Jen and I are covered. Ready? Hinsdale at Farmington Girls Basketball. Whoa! Yes. Get out of here. Girls which I'm excited about, because Hinsdale's really good. I just hope the girls have know who I am and don't think it's like, I don't know, some Dateline NBC report or something like that about missing hikers and I want their opinion. I don't know if they're going to know who we are after the game, but we're going to go. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Pizza gone to Montreal for a tournament, so he's not going to be around. So we're only doing one game on Friday night, but we're back with two games on Tuesday night. We're doing um, Littleton and White Mountains, boys and girls. So we're doing a double header up there, two games on Tuesday and then we're calling, a, we're calling a very, very small matchup in D1 uh, on Tuesday night. Pete Terrier and Nicole Marrero. How about this one? Salem at Exeter. Oh, that's that a biggie. One? You like that? You that, like that one? That's a nice one. That one's tasty. Although, I will say this, Dave. You have a potential uh, championship game preview on your hands Friday night. Hinsdale's the defending champs, if I'm not mistaken, and Farmington's unbeaten. And, and uh, that Katie Martino, she can play all-time leading scorer yeah. in the history of Farmington. Yeah, I'm excited to do the game. I'm excited to do the game. So I've never done a game at Farmington. So I'm excited about doing it. Jen's all fired up, of course. And uh, we're trying to grow our girls' basketball coverage and kind of get people supporting it and involved. And uh, we're excited to be out there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I had hoped to do Londonderry and Bedford, but we just didn't have a videographer. So I'll get out and see Londonderry and Bedford pretty soon. All right, and uh, next, I think next Tuesday, looking ahead at the schedule, I've been I've been slammed with college games these past few weeks, but I think I'm going to have to go back to the Rochester Rec Center and recreate the magic of last year uh, when I sat next to Matt Regan and did some of the game as Matt Regan while Matt Regan was yelling, when the Bishop Girton Cardinals roll into Rochester, McIsaac. So that, that, that I, mean, told you to, I told you to cover Harry. <laughs> Yeah, he's the only one that's over six feet. Put a body on him. <laughs> that could be an actual quote. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Keith Brown last night at Endicott, nice win over UNE. Uh, Keith, Keith Brown, uh, he ended up with, I think, 25 points. I'm telling you, that's Dave, he had, he had if I'm, seven threes rim out, three quarters in all the way out. It was I'd never seen anything like it. He's unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's so fun. having a heck of a year. Started covering him when he was a chubby sophomore, and oh my lord, he's uh, he's got about two percent body fat. He's going to be have a nice career uh, in Europe or wherever the heck he wants to do it after college, and uh, and uh, he's a uh, two-time Seacoast champion, as we remember. So, well, there you go. And so is Ari Brakefield, who'll be taking on Matt Regan Tuesday at MOSN. See that transition? All right, well. I- I'll, I'll try to get uh, Austin Grass over there so we can cover that one, too. So we'll do three games on Tuesday, hopefully. Four games on Tuesday. We're doing two up. Nah. Whoa. All the way to Whitefield. 
quadruple header. Is that unprecedented in the history of the website? It may be. It could be, yeah. And I'm doing, technically, since the girls' game is before the boys' game with Littleton White Mountains, I'll be doing two consecutive girls' games. There, look at you. There we go. Jim, Jim so, yeah, Trick. I'm excited about Farmington Hinsdale. I'm excited about it. No, that's that, that should be fun, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. And, of course, on Monday, we'll have the top ten and the uh, the players' uh, locker room uh, recap. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm missing on the phrasing, but is uh, the players' locker room rundown? Yeah, the performance uh, roll call. Yes. And I, we've already got, I can tell you, the Heller brothers, as I said earlier, they filmed their video. They answered their eight questions with the entire Campbell team in some sort of basement den. Uh, it looks like some sort of man room uh, at somebody's house. Jonah Kremer, again, on camera. They were really funny. Of course, they're answering questions, and, of course, the entire team is just dumping on them for every answer that they give. It's, it's really funny. So this is exactly what I hope this would turn into, and the Campbell kids, I think it's great those kids are showing their personalities, and they're, they're, they're pretty funny kids. They remind me, like, me and my buddies in high school. Just, actually, me and my friends now, right? This is the way we dump on each other still to this day. So that never I was really going to say, that's, that's pretty much how it is now, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yep, so all good. So, again, our, our, our uh, sponsor today, Adrenaline Fundraising, reach out to me. I'm going to be around the Lakes region today signing up, getting cards, getting merchants up. But if anyone needs any money, uh, just reach out to me, and I'll give you some options. Awesome. All right, Dave, this was fun, and we'll do it again next week. So uh, for Dave Haley, I'm Justin McIsaac, nhsportsstage.com for all the coverage, and we'll see you at the games.